Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wild Facts or Wild Chat Facts. Um, I am Ryan. <laughs> there is Maria. And uh, today, guys, is going to be all about bears. So as you know, we, uh, we pick a topic, animal-related. We scour the internet, find all the fun stuff that we can, put it on a sheet, and we bring it to you guys right here. So we are going to have fun kind of going back and forth with the stuff that we thought was fun, which is also the other interesting part, because the stuff that Maria picks, I wouldn't normally pick. Or vice versa, or sometimes we get the same stuff, so that always ends up fun. You want to kick us off, Maria? I could. Um, oh. I found something really interesting. So when you think of a sloth, you connect that like a sloth. I'm talking about the arboreal critters that climb up on trees, and you can find them in Costa Rica, Central, South America, basically. Okay. There is a group of bears. When you think of a group of bears, they're actually called sloth of bears. Okay. I found that very interesting, but the name, I'm going to keep going a little bit. The, <laughs> the name sloth bear, like there is a breed of, of, a, yes. of a bear uh -huh. that is called the sloth bear. And the reason why the zoologist who came up with that name said it is because he looked very similar to the sloth bear that we oh. know of. Okay. They're boreal. And all because their claws are very long. So, and they carry their babies in their back. They're the only bear who carries their baby in their back. So okay. that's why I put it all together because it was just everything about sloth bears, but the ones on terrestrial, not their boreal. You know, I think I remember when I was doing my research somewhere that said they're actually like the most vicious of all the bears is actually the sloth bears. <clears throat> don't quote me, I don't have it written down as one of my favorites, but I remember reading it was either the sun bear or the sloth bear. But the two with the friendliest sounding names, one of those two is actually like the most dangerous of all the bears or the most aggressive of all the bears. Um, and, and it's I just the cutest. Like this sloth bear to me is one of the cutest because it's shaggy, small, their hair is really long. Uh -huh. It's just adorable. And the claws are really weird. Like they're very awkward looking. Mm -hmm. Well, the, uh, the, the fact that I was reading, they were basically postulating that the reason that they were so aggressive is because when you're in um, like India or that part of like Southern Asia, you've got like tigers and, and other like aggressive animals that like a grizzly bear doesn't have to deal with. In the forest, the grizzly bear is the apex predator. No one's messing with it. But like a sloth bear, sun bear, one of the two has to actually deal with all those other aggressive animals that are in India and Sub-Saharan Africa and stuff like that. So Love uh, it. All right. I decided to start off with a little bit of just just fun. In okay. the, uh, the license plates in the Northwest Territories are actually shaped like polar bears. I want to see this, though. Like, is it, I'm assuming it's a rectangle with, like, a polar bear kind of design on it. But you'd still have to keep the rectangle so you could, like, attach it to your vehicle properly. Why? Maybe it's a bigger bear. one and it has the two holes on top. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then an image of a, I, I don't know. I want to see No, I, th I actually thought it was a cutout. Like, I, I would like to see it like it's a cutout just big enough for the two holes interesting okay somebody has one or has a photo of one they can they can post it over on the uh in the conversation section over at uh, patreon the free section over there love it that's a great idea yes what do you got more so you talked about sun bears uh when you think of bears uh you always think they're like one or two colors black or white or or brown three sorry because of okay. the polar bears but the sun bear has like a big sun, literally, and that's the easiest way to classify them. Mm -hmm. Like if you think of a big sun on their chest and yes. they have the longest tongue. I just thought it was hilarious. 
Like the sloth bear has the longest claws and uh -huh. the sun bear has the longest tongue. It eats ants and stuff though, doesn't it? Isn't that yes, the reason? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's very anteater-esque basically in that sense. Yes. So which makes me circle back. I'm guessing that it is the sloth bear that's the dangerous one because a, a long-tongued ant-eating bear, the sun bear, is probably not going to be the most uh, violent or aggressive. Well, unless there are a lot of predators around. I mean... That's a good point. Those well, jungles uh, can be scary. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with polar bears for fun, though. Polar bears are the only bears that have hair on the soles of their feet, and it helps them, obviously, protect from cold, but it's also good for traction, so they don't slide as much. Ah, love that. Mm -hmm. I actually have some facts about polar bears, too. Okay. Since we're in the, since we're in the uh, polar bear category. Okay. So polar bears, and of course, at the moment I said that, then I cannot find it. Okay. But, but, not all bears hibernate. Not all polar bears hibernate. Only the females do, and the ones that are pregnant. Yes. So when they show us in the movies, uh, the polar bear hibernating is usually only the female who's pregnant mm -hmm. who hibernates. Yes. I thought that was pretty neat, pretty cute. And, then, and there's a very... Uh, uh adultish fact about them exiting hibernation that I will share once we get to the uh, the after show, the backstage show, because I'm, I'm going to save the uh, the grossy stuff and keep it off of here. So sorry but, if I'm moving. I'm trying to grab my own polar bear. Okay, okay. But she's uh, eluding me because she wants to charge me for giving <laughs> her uh, lunch. She's like, I don't want to be picked up. I want stuff. That's, that's what I'm going for. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> Gosh. So a grizzly, a grizzly bear's bite is estimated to be strong enough to actually crush a bowling ball. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, don't do this to a polar bear or a grizzly bear, I mean. You should be nowhere near even that close to where that would be an issue. Because <laughs> they are fast, too. So Yes, uh, they are. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about... Um, polar bears and grizzly bears and the different species, they, they are... The majority of bears, like they're like six, like seven, eight different species, then, then they classified into smaller species of bears. But they're like uh, roughly eight major types of bears. Mm -hmm. And the majority of them has the highest concentrations of bears. Can you guess where will be the highest concentration of different types of bears in the world? So the, the number, the most bears or the most different types of bears? Different types. Ooh, okay. Most bears, I definitely would have gone to the United States and probably the Northwest because that's where most of the grizzly bears are. And I know so black bears or grizzly bears have the highest population in the world. Uh, but different types? Keep going. You're on the right track. Well, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like, so I know that there's, and this is, might be part of your fact, but I know that because of uh, global warming, the polar bears and the grizzly bears are starting to intermix and they're actually starting to interbreed. So they'd probably be polar bears, grizzly bears, and black bears. I guess I'd have to go Canada then. I'm guessing Canada. Alaska, because grizzlies bear, Kodiak oh, bears, which bear. is a variety, it's are Canada. in Alaska. <laughs> but you did great. I got to say, I'm, I'm always very impressed because you do get the deduction that you go through. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that was it. That was not a tax write-off. No deduction on that one because that was, that, was, <laughs> that was wrong, Ryan. That was wrong. 
Okay, and oh, I love this one too. Since we're in that same zone in Churchill, Manitoba, Canada, people actually, uh, they don't lock their doors. I read a fact that said that they legally have to leave them open. From what I've understood, that's a myth. They don't legally have to leave them unlocked, but they courteously leave their uh, cars unlocked because it, there's such a high bear population that people can escape into someone's car if they encounter a bear and they need like a safe refuge uh, to run to, jump That's into. That's scary. Yes, yes it is. Like, <laughs> oh, cordial. Like I'm leaving my car unlocked to be kind to, and I love that. Like to me, that is a beautiful sense of community and survival. It's very Canadian, yes, yes. Love it. A Californian so speaking... would be like, I I'm not leaving my car unlocked because that means you're gonna hop into my car and the bear that's trying to get you is then going to start pawing at my car, trying to get inside at you, and I don't want my car damaged. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Californians out there. I'm just generalizing because I used to live there, so it's kind of an inside joke. If you haven't watched these videos before, I'm, I'm originally from L.A., so I like to sarcastically poke fun at, like, California, L.A. stuff. So don't anybody take offense, please. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of hybrids... <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good. So speaking of hybrids, yes. so there is a lot of mixture between bears. Like you think, oh, only black bears stay their way and brown bears the other way. But actually the mixture of names, let's say a um, grizzly bear and a polar bear get together. Yes. There are different ways of saying it. Like yeah. you can even hear it as a pigsley bear or a growler bear. Yes. But the way that even though it's the same bear, as an offspring, the difference comes from who the sire of the bear of the cub oh, is. Okay, that makes sense. So first, it's like a like a like last names, first dad, then mom. So a pigsley bear is a female grizzly with a polar bear. Okay. Boy. Mm -hmm. Polar okay. bear, then grizzly, so pigsley bear. Gotcha. And growler is the other way around, grizzly bear with a female polar bear, which I thought it was pretty awesome. And yeah, that, pardon? No, go ahead. I was going to say they do that also with like a, a horses and donkeys. You get like high knees and then something about, it's not a mule, but there's, yeah, the mixes are based on, I didn't realize that though. The, the, and it's just a nice way to classify them. Yeah. And, but the interesting thing is you mentioned earlier about the melting caps of the, you know, the North Pole as they're mm -hmm. melting, um, even though they have separated for thousands of years and grizzly bears and polar bears became their own to adapt to the regions that mixture of those hybrids are actually helping the populations survive yes even though it's even though it's not truly a polar bear or a, a grizzly bear or, or a brown bear they're helping the population survive so that if something happens they're actually stronger and adapting better yeah yes ma'am peeps wants to add a fact okay all right peeps what do you got Hey, or, what you got? Okay, peeps, actually help help mom answer this question. I'm going to throw a quiz at you because we're right in that, that same zone. So quizzes are usually at the end, guys, but you know the answers. Yell them at the screen or, or we'll, we'll give hints until we get there. But Yell it at the screen, peeps. With global warming and you've got polar bears and grizzly bear ranges overlapping, what do you think happens if they come across each other and there's food involved? So essentially it's kind of a battle for... For sustenance what i think will happen i mean sure there is a research based on it um 
Oof, it can go either way, depending on how long they have been without food and what kind of food. Because usually they'll be on a river grabbing salmon, um, at least brown bears. Um, I think there'll be a little bit of territorial issues going on. Okay, and within those territorial issues, who wins between the two? Between a polar and a grizzly. Yes. Well, the polar bears are larger than grizzlies, but yet not larger than Kodiaks. Okay. Kodiaks are like the mammoth of their, but they're in a separate area. That was actually a question I was going to have for you. Okay. Um, So I will think between a grizzly and a polar, I will think a polar bear. Grizzlies are aggressive, but polar bears are bigger. Polar bears are actually just, they're really social animal. Like you've seen them playing with sled dogs and stuff like that. They're not really cut out for fighting. They're not used to like battling because they have their own ranges. So most of the time, the polar bear basically just surrenders without a fight, turns around and leaves. Because grizzly bears have the claws. And they're used to actually like fighting and battling other bears or other animals. Uh, But polar bears just don't have a lot of fight in them because they don't ever need it. Mostly That's a very good point. I mean, they're only there for hunting and there is no, not a predator besides maybe an orca. Yeah. Exactly. And speaking of that, um, as a fact I have, uh, they are, polar bears are considered marine mammals right there with dolphins. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll have one later, but there's some ridiculous amount of distance they are able to swim. I and have they, it. Oh, do you? Okay. Okay. So I'm being clawed by my own polar bear. Um, they can swim up to up to 100 kilometers, which is about 62 miles, without resting. But there was a record broken. Twice as much, twice twice that length, 220, actually more than twice that length, 220 miles. Yeah, I got 200 miles. That was okay. Actually, uh, that was another quiz. So I've already burned two of my quizzes, and I have I have two left. Um, <laughs> That's all right, though. Let's see. Um, Is it you or is it? I think it's you. It's me? No, I already... Oh, okay. Well, I have a fact about polar bears again. Oh, this yeah. one is very scary. Guys, this is going to be a polar bear video? We thought it was going to be a bear video, but apparently now it is a polar bear video. It's because we have our own polar bear here. We do. We do. She looks more like a fur seal. She's got her head up and just smiley happy. She looks like a, a round, chubby fur seal. <laughs> <laughs> and just as fast, huh? Got the nose so, and the face. Yeah, that's the first seal right there. So what's scary about polar bears is we know they can swim really far and for a very long time. But they're also able to literally from the water jump, like lift themselves, propel outside of the water so they can actually grab um, seals and other critters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look like an orca. It's called breaching, basically. But yeah. I can imagine a polar bear doing that. He's like, hey, I'm doing my orca impersonation. Look at me. I jumped out of the water to eat a seal. <laughs> like, thank goodness penguins don't live on the same area. They will have been uh, annihilated by... Yes, anybody that... Okay, these are the two ongoing myths that need to be crushed right now if they haven't been crushed. Polar bear north, penguin south. Dinosaur, way before man. There's no caveman hanging out with dinosaurs at any point in time. Those two myths need to be squashed now. Okay, moving on. PSA, done. Yes. Um, Okay, since we're on polar bears, I'm just going to stick with it. Polar bears cannot be seen using night vision. 
Um, and their fur actually. Why is it illegal? It's no, they just can't. Their fur isn't white; it's colorless. But you so, said cannot. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. I actually took it like it's illegal for them to be seen. No, the glasses won't work because also they have so much insulation with their fat and everything. They're not giving off any body heat really, and that's what night vision most of the time relies on. Is that? Um, and again, the, so the tubes that make up their hair are actually hollow, and they're clear. So what you're seeing is just a refraction of all the colors. So it just comes off as white yep. uh, when we're looking at it. I have a quick question, quiz question for you since we're kind of all over the place and Pepita okay. says that this is the time to ask. What color is actually a polar bear? Like what color? Well, that, that's what I, I just did, I thought. I know, like what color? Like, like their skin? Like is their yeah. skin black kind of thing? Or, or is that what yeah. you got? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Because people will think they're like as white as she is. Like, look how white she is. And her <laughs> hair is white, but they don't have, like you said, they're, they're tubes and black. And it also helps them with, with heat. Uh -huh. so they can hold heat. Yeah, that's why I, mean. I think it's a multitude of all those factors of why the night vision glasses don't work on them. Um, all right, I am going to mix it into, all right, I'm going to do the origin. I should have probably done this one first. Bears are actually descended from small insect-eating mammals. And uh, oh. M-I-A-C-I-D-S. I'm going to go with mycids. I'm going mycids. Go for it. Uh, or mycids. And they actually lived during the time of the dinosaurs. But there was no people around, guys. There's no people with the dinosaurs. Okay. And uh, <laughs> But the, uh, the first true bear actually was kind of dog. They were like bear-like dogs. And it was about 27 million years ago. Uh, dinosaurs disappeared 65 million years ago. So that'll just give you like a time frame. Bears didn't really show up till... Bears are closer to us than they are to dinosaurs. Isn't that amazing? Um, their evolution. But I love those facts because it's just... When we see movies, they mix them all together because it makes it more fun. But it takes away the true nature of, of their evolution. And then the last little bit is it, the first bear was actually called the dawn bear. And uh, it lived about 20 million years ago. They evolved 27, but like the first true species, like regular. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were about the size of a small dog. So I'm guessing, imagine Pepita as the first bear. Oh, there you go. Beebs, can you stay quiet so we can keep talking? No, no. Like I want to participate. Okay. So speaking of uh, participation, Okay. Would you like a not trophy? all not all black bears? Sorry, my beeps. So when you think of a black bear, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Run. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes, yes, Brad. You guys may have missed it. I had a, a very good Tahoe story uh, in the uh, podcast. I don't remember what episode it was. Um, but yes, I ran into what possibly was a bear, but it was pitch, pitch black and I couldn't quite make it out. And we decided to turn around and walk the other way. Just, just, so you had your car open, thank God. Just to be safe. Uh, no, we just didn't get close enough. When there's no lights out and you're walking down a street in the mountains, you're like, is that thing 50 yards ahead of me, a large blob in the middle of the street? Or am I seeing things? I'm not taking my chances. I'm just turning around. Yeah, that probably was the smartest thing. So, okay. okay so when you think of a black bear, okay, what color? comes to mind like the first thing that comes to mind well, of course black yeah i know they come in multiple colors though really how come 
I just I've been around them, so I they I think they're they, there's like brown black bears, and then you get like aren't grizzlies black bears? No, brown bears are brown bears, and those are grizzlies. But there is a black bear that is actually almost white. Okay. And they call it spirit bear. They're very yeah. rare. They're called the Kermode. Kermode. Sounds like Kermit, but it's Kermode bear, also known as spirit bear. And they're a subspecies. And you, if you ever want to go find one, uh, you're going to have to go to British Columbia, Canada. And the, yep. So it's the symbol of, Brit of Terrace, British Columbia. But they're pretty rare. They're actually really revered within the Native American culture. I remember reading the only reason they're still around is because they like intentionally misled the uh, the trackers back in the day that were hunting for pelts and stuff, misled them or didn't mention them at all. And if the, the hunter knew about them already, they misled them as to where they were. Um, and some people think that's the only reason they're still around today um, is because of that misdirect by the Native Americans. So. Thank goodness, because there were actually brown bears also in Mexico, all the way ranging yeah. from Mexico, and uh, some of them got stinked. And they may be evidence that there's still one in Mexico, like when you talk about um, Lazarus taxon, like the species that are coming back, they may be one, according to some, to some reports, but they don't know if it's actually the Mexican brown bear, which the name flees me, flees me right now. I think Pete is doing her best impersonation of what she thinks that bear sounds like. If it were yeah, the problem is, is I ran out of uh, treats, so I can't even pay her. So well, I am so sorry. This is what can, this show is going to be like. You can go get a treat if you want to. If you think you can, no. she needs to. She, you need to learn to just. Uh, yeah, and then she sits down because I paid attention to her, okay. so she sits down all pretty. All right, I want to do some, well, I was going to do some entertainment ones, but since uh, Peeps is, is snarling for food, I'm just going to stick to the food here, um, <laughs> that bears are actually getting smarter. So stuff that's actually marked bear safe, because they're pretty intelligent animals, they're actually learning how to open a lot of this bear safe stuff. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a hack, even though they've learned to open up a lot of these bear safe containers, what they haven't learned to open up is a simple five gallon bucket. Like I used to work at a sandwich shop. So we'd get the pickles and like the five gallon buckets. We could barely open it. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm sitting there like trying to peel this thing off. So I can see why a bear couldn't do it. But if you get one of those and you can put your food or your stuff inside of it, it, it all, it'll buffer the smell and they can't, they can't open it. So little and then if you can hang it, that'll be great. That way mm -hmm. you don't. Mm -hmm. So I actually go, going from that. I actually found uh, some hacks and uh, about not how to feed bears, but how to survive bear okay. attacks. And all this comes from the National Park Services. This is all according to them. Now, if you watch TV shows like Survival, they do things a little slightly different. So I don't know between theory and practice, but I'm quoting the National Park Service. And they okay. said to hide the food, like you just said, be a very noisy hiker. So if you're bird watching, being a noisy hiker is not going to work because all the birds are going to get scared. But you want to be singing, having a bell or something so they know and identify you as a human. Mm -hmm. And that way they stay away. Okay. And just don't, don't get close to them. Like, do not annoy them. Yes. Um, but my favorite part was like... Um, 
if a brown bear comes to you, like there's a difference between bluffing that they're going to attack yes. and attacking, and you're supposed to figure the difference out. And I'm yeah. thinking, if somebody <laughs> does that to me, I'll be like, okay. But, but the biggest cue is if they stand up, which most people will think that's attack mode. Actually not. That's a curious mode. Like if they stand up, that's a curious mode. They just want to smell you. And the best thing to do to end the situation is to then run up to it and tickle its tummy. And then it'll start <laughs> back. And then you guys are going to be best friends after. No, don't do that. I was kidding. No, no, no. And actually the summary of it, because you can go on and make an entire video about all these bear survival tricks. But they said, brown bear, play dead. And if he's black bear, like, don't play dead, like fight back. If he's black, fight back. If he's brown bear, play dead. But there is a lot of different things in between because of the, again, bluffing and charging. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to understand a little bit of that animal behavior to be able to, to safely escape. And if everything fails, you also have the, the mace. But the mace is not like pepper, like pepper spray. Yeah, like the mace is close enough to use it. I never really would trust that. I mean, it's got a yeah. certain distance spray, but exactly, exactly. So we're gonna move from one brown bear to a slightly more famous brown bear. Have you heard of Yogi the bear? Yogi, yes. <laughs> so this is a trick I actually knew about, but I wanted to share it with everybody. So Yogi the bear and a lot of the Hanna Barbera uh, characters actually wear collars. Yes. And actually, it's it's a way to cheat. Essentially, is why they have these random collars on these animals. They'll have nothing or maybe a hat, but most of them have a collar. And I can uh -huh. never really figure out when I was here. I'm like, why does this thing have a collar? It's not a house cat. It's not wearing shoes, but it has a collar. What's the purpose of this? And basically, it it allows the animators to keep the body static, so they can cheat. They don't have to draw as many frames because everything's solid, and then the collar is the dividing line. You only have to redraw the head, essentially, for whatever motions you want. And it helped so much that it actually it reduced the number of drawings for a seven-minute cartoon from 14,000 drawings. Remember, nothing was computer animated back then. You'd have to draw a photo, make something move a half an inch, draw another one, a photo, have a drawing. It went from 14,000 down to 2,000 just by that one trick of adding a collar so you didn't have to animate the lower body. So whomever came up with that deserves an award. Probably got one. I'm guessing probably got one. I bet you they did. Mm -hmm. So since you're in the uh, in the animal animated, animated, a so animated, animated, you know, <laughs> in the Jungle Book, okay. have you seen the movie Jungle Book? I, I don't watch the movie if I can read the book. Mowgli, Mowgli. And I'm joking. It's the other way around. I only watch the movie even if there is a book. That's the way it goes. Sorry. Yes, I've seen the Jungle Book. So in the Jungle Book, uh, anyway, uh, in the Jungle Book, that bear that is there, Baloo, mm -hmm. he is actually a sloth bear. Yeah. But he was gray and gigantic, wasn't he? Yeah, they they, they weren't really going for accurate. I think it was just more of a... But That's I was just surprised when I read that because I'm like, he looked more like a Kodiak blue, you know, gray Kodiak bear than a shaggy sloth. But what yeah. a shaggy sloth bear. Those are like great quiz questions too. Cause it's like trying to guess what 
the Disney character was meant to be. It's like, all right, Timon and Pumbaa, what are they? Well, they're, oh, I never really thought. What actual animals are they? Just, they're animals. Like, cats. They're and a, uh, mm-hmm. Warthog. Yeah. When I was a young warthog. But yeah, it's just one of those things that you just like, oh, yeah, that's a fun game to play. Like, what is this animal? Kind of like last episode when I was going to have you guess what type of dog Brian was from Family Guy, and then you told me you'd never watched it. So we just left that quiz question I'm going to go with a beagle still anyway. A white beagle. A white, a specifically a white beagle. Because he that's what would throw people off that watch Family Guy, because he's solid white. And when you think of a beagle, you don't think of solid white. Yeah, but his so, face just looked, the few times yeah. I've seen him, he just looks yeah. like a Snoopy. Yes, that's a good point. Okay. So I was like, oh, I've seen Snoopy, so you look like a Snoopy. Anyway, sidebar, bears. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, okay, this is interesting, since we're there. Uh, on Return of the Jedi, obviously we all know the uh, the little teddy bear-looking Ewoks. Um, do you know they're actually speaking a real language? Really? Yes. Ewoki? They're actually speaking a real language. What language? Now, obviously, it's probably sped up and pitched up and stuff like that, but they're actually, like, it's not just Jewish. What language? Like, you're asking me what language? Yes, what language? I will give you the hint. Well, I'll let everybody take a second to try to take their guesses. And then Please. I will... you're not helping. What language? Now that you guys have locked in your thoughts, and if you're not even close, I will give you the hint that it is in Asia. It is in Asia, if that helps anybody else. So it's definitely based on that. The undulations are not, they're not high. Not high. Oh my gosh, it's gonna take me forever to go based on no. what I remember what an Ewok looks like. I mean, yeah. sounds yeah. like. This is more for uh, everybody. Korean. We're gonna go with. Going Korean. Or Japanese, Japanese. Think about the highest elevation people in Asia. Mongolian? And there's a lot of monks in this society. Oh, Tibet. You're talking about elevation. I'm yeah. sorry. I went geographical. Oh, okay. No, no. Like, yeah. Like, I went towards China. Like, okay, what's closest to? But yes, Tibetan. They're actually speaking Tibetan. I love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was a really cool fact. Yeah. I feel so connected now. All right. I'm like, okay, based on undulations and, and this and that, so I was just going to go based on what I know about each language, which doesn't make me an expert linguist by no means, but I was going to go by by yeah. the few I knew, knew and just end up with something. Age is not going to work. Age is a big place. So I have a question for you. Who is the biggest predator of polar bears? Doctor Who is the biggest predator of polar bears? What? Or the who who ate, uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Dr. Seuss. No, 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 I just, you said who and then you stopped and I just thought Dr. Who in my brain once you like paused on, on a who. It would have been Dr. Seuss then. Yes. The who. Got, oh, you went that who, okay. Everybody here that's watched the show for a bit knows that I'm, I'm, I'm a big BBC uh, Dr. Who fan, so that's why my, my brain went there. Um, Okay, the as long as there are no Daleks. As long as the, there are no Daleks. Biggest predator of, of polar bears? Yes. I I hate to say it, but I'm guessing man. I'm guessing it has to be us. Yeah, there's really nothing else. 
like an orca on occasion maybe would go after them, but they'd have to be small or sickly or something. Um, yeah, yeah, gotta be us. Yep, very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had to put it. I had to post it as a question for you. That's all right. It it was interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, this one's always fun since we're back to polar bears. Uh, <laughs> while conducting DNA research on two hair samples that people claimed were Yetis, and yes, I've already given away the the tagline because I said since we're on polar bears. Uh, but basically, let me guess: polar bears. Actually, an ancient polar bear. So there was a different species, like just before the one we have now. There was it's another the pre-polar. species of polar bear in that region because polar bears mm-hmm. now are like polar. So you wouldn't even find them anymore in the Himalayas. They're not even in that region anymore. Um, so what they when they tested the uh, the hair samples, they were actually an ancient version of polar bear, not wow. a yeti. But I'm sure the story carried down through time, so that makes sense. Hence the yeti. Yes. That's probably where the yeti came from, like that idea of a yeti. That's what I mean, yeah. Just uh, through time... Gigantic walking because polar bears can walk up on two feet also, just like all bears can. So, yeah, I'm almost positive that's where that came from. That's amazing. Yeah. I have a sad story for you. A sad story. Okay, let me emotionally prepare myself for this. Okay. So, apparently, polar bears, or not polar bears, I'm I'm out of polar bears right now. (laughs) (laughs) They had a super bad reputation. Like they're known according to beliefs. Which bear? Bears. Just bears in general, okay. Bears. That they would uh, bring bad luck. Like they were really bad luck to to cattle and other breeding animals. Um, like if a calf lost is, um, if a cow lost his calf, unexpectedly, unexpectedly, it was thought that that was because a bear gave birth because they used to believe that a bear will only breed. Lost its calf as in like miscarriage. Okay. Okay. Or died. Like the baby was. Yeah. So they used to think that, that they will only breed, that bears will only breed every seven years and that they brought bad luck. So if a calf was, um, passed away or um, or I saw her litter, it was assumed that bears were breeding somewhere in the neighborhood. So all the bad stuff got blamed on bears before all the bad stuff got blamed on witches or werewolves or whatever that region's boogeyman is for the most part. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Isn't that bizarre? Interesting. Well, we got to get uh, we gotta get some pandas in here. We haven't done any pandas. So right. uh, the red panda and the giant panda... If you've ever seen these two animals, they look nothing alike. Exactly. Whatsoever. So much so that a red panda is actually part of the raccoon family, not even yes. part of the bear family. But why people tied them together is the red panda and the giant panda actually share the same habitat and they share the same diet, which means a red panda also uh, eats the bamboo, which again, if you've watched our past videos, you see bamboo, don't touch bamboo, especially if it's still growing because it's prickly and it stings and it's it's not pleasant. Don't touch bamboo. Um, but yeah, that's that might have been why they got the red panda name because I saw them eating the same uh, diet. And they're fluffy and, and adorable. They are. They are. But they are basically a, a possible to walk on two leg raccoon. So I guess should we just call them like red trash pandas? Which red yep. trash? 
Okay, okay. <laughs> Red Rush Bandits. So here's something very interesting, I think. Russian astronauts, this is in the past, they used to take guns into space to protect themselves against to protect themselves against bears in case they land off course. Like if they were to land off course. Yeah, they land like Siberia and stuff, like areas where they're very wild. No one's coming for a while and there's a lot of animals. Yes. So they actually used to have well now they're more accurate. That's why I said in the past. Yeah. But they used to have to carry it. Yeah, I'm just thinking like the the chances of like accidental like of it going off and puncturing the the spacecraft and them dying that way versus happen to land in a bad region, happen to run into a wild animal, couldn't go back into the space capsule and wait it out while the animal was outside. <laughs> they probably eventually went, maybe this isn't the best plan. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I thought that was pretty interesting that they had to do that. So since we were uh, back on pandas, I gotta, I gotta get pandas. Gotta get some love. We got so much polar bear action in here. We were talking about uh, bamboos and bamboos. Yes, I think that's a multiple of bamboo. Is it bamboos or bam bamboo for multiple? Well, I will say bamboos. Okay. Um, they have an extra, actually, an extra thumb, and it's not even a thumb. It's an extra wrist bone, and it's literally just so they can latch it around to hold the bamboo while they're eating it. So they're so almost a, developing to have a possible thumb. Exactly. It's like a vice grip, essentially, so they can handle and it comes off their wrist. It's not even it's not even a thumb. It's it's actually from the wrist that yeah. Almost like uh Wolverine. Kind of sorta. Of. No, nothing like that. It just came to know. my mind not just really, because it sounded exciting. Sorta, of, maybe not. <laughs> so did you know? Sorry, did I interrupt your uh so did you know, this is actually really cute, that uh, some British police cars, and this may be widespreading now, but some British police cars carry teddy bears in case there was an accident and a child needed to be consoled, they will give the child a teddy bear so that it could have something to hold on to. That's nice. That is very nice. I thought so. Um, I think I have one or two quizzes. Um, oh, Hold on, okay. I have one fact. I have one more I want to share also. So you do one, I'll do one, and then we'll get to the quizzes. No, mine has to do with the teddy bear. Uh, the person who collects teddy bears is called Arctophilus. Arctophilus. The teddy bear collector? Yeah. I used to call Sorry, I butchered the name for, all of, for those of you who are um, bear collectors. I was talking over you. Hopefully nobody else heard me either. Um, no, I couldn't because Pepita is barking, so it interrupts my... So I apologize. All right, here's a here's a fun fact, and then I'm going to combo it with a, a Christmas fact, even though we're kind of not quite there yet. But, um, okay, we're really not there yet, but still. Um, so because of animal crackers, you've, you've have you eaten animal crackers as a child? Yes, I love them. Did you notice that they all kind of are... Are the same size wise? Yeah, they look yes. very similar. Like you can pile them up and. Yes. Well, a lot of kids, um, they actually will reach, I guess they did a study in asking 10 year olds, uh, but a lot of kids in that study actually still believe that bears are as tall as giraffe. Because they're oh all the same. no! Crackers, so they think they're all the same size in real life. 
Um, Whose fault and, is that? <laughs> <laughs> and the fun fact that I wanted to throw in Christmas-wise is the little string on the top of the animal cracker box. You know, it's like the, the front is like a circus scene. Yeah. Still so has a the, string? There's a string at the top on the box. Kind of like a handle for a lunch I pail. I guess I usually buy the cheap uh, bag, so I never get to see the, the original box. individual boxes had like the circus scene painting and a string on the top. And it oh, was actually cute. so you could hang them on a Christmas tree. So it was meant That's to pretty be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Shall we go quizzes? Quick Do quizzes. It. Okay, quick quizzes. But I already gave some away, so unfortunately I have to cancel my I've, quizzes. I, I lost most of mine. Let's see. Polar bear, we already did that. Okay, this will be fun. All right, Maria. Hey, we're almost done. Yeah. Can you wait for one second? She said so pretty as soon as I see her. So I apologize. You did all we'll the see among that last. You did all the species studying, Maria. So you should know the answer to this question. If you know it immediately, please pause for the audience and give them time to answer this for themselves. But what is the fastest and slowest bear species? Oh, the fastest. I will have to go with the fastest. Oof. Go between a black or a brown. The black and climb trees. So I'm going to go with the brown. Brown bear. That's the fastest. Okay. The slowest because of the weird claws. And this is just deduction. I have absolutely no idea. Um, I will say it will have to be actually the sloth bear. And not because the name says anything, as we said earlier, but because of the weird long claws, I will imagine it's more difficult for them to run since they okay. are more of uh, insect eaters. So then I have, to, uh, I have to ask you a question. Have you ever seen a video of a panda bear running? They are very awkward. Oh, maybe that's the slowest? <laughs> are they fastest? Now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe based on that comment, uh, the panda bear being the slowest. So that was my that was like my initial thought. I'm just like thinking like I see all these videos. I've never seen a panda bear like run or jog or anything in my life. So you were kind of right. So a panda bear and the sloth bear both can and it's surprising they can actually both run up to 20 miles an hour, which is, mm -hmm. which is much faster than I thought a panda bear could yeah. ever run. Yeah. Um, and and you were close. You were you were deciding between the two, and it's the black bear is the fastest. Really, it can run up to thirty-five miles per hour, uh, which is basically as fast as a horse or a deer. So you could have like a horse, deer, and black bear race, and then but the ostrich will win. But the ostrich will win. It will. It will. <laughs> that was from something else. We didn't cover. Huh? Do you have any quizzes for me we didn't cover? Uh, um, yes. Who has a better sense of smell between a shark or a polar bear? Knowing that both of them are marine animals, which one has a better sense of smell? Um, so... It's going to be hard because it, it, first it depends on how you define better. 
Um, Tracking, basically. Because I know polar bears are actually able to smell huge distances on land, and they're actually really, they're able to smell underground even. Like, hardly any other animals can smell as deep underground. If there's, like, a, a carcass that is covered by snow or ice or whatever, like, it can still smell that. Um, even though I know sharks can still smell really far in water, I would assume that I'm still going polar bear just for variety of ability of smell. Uh, but if you were to say underwater, which one could smell further, that would be tough for me to decide. But I'm still going to go. And polar. you were on the right track um, okay. because um, actually polar bears have a more acute sense of smell. Like it is a stronger sense of smell. Just okay. the fact that they can smell through thick, thick, thick eyes yeah. is really. And they, they can also smell um, 30 kilometers, like 18 miles away. Okay. So okay. they are much better smellers, sniffers than actually sharks. And sharks, I know a lot of that's a myth when they're like, oh, they can yep. smell 14 miles away with one drop of blood. Like you see all those facts. And I, I know that those are myths, but I don't know the actual number. But uh, I think it's like the size of a, a swimming pool. Like that's the distance of all right, blood we're they can smell. Just to have fun. And we're going to, it's going to be the entertainment industry. Since uh, we've already surpassed 45 minutes, we might as well keep going with one more. Okay. Um, Frank Oz is one of the most like famous voice actors for children's characters, like cartoon characters. Okay. Uh, like two or three guys through history that have voiced like most of the people of uh, the the classic cartoon characters that we know. Okay. Oz is one of them. So he did Fozzie the Bear on the Muppets. Oh, okay, uh, good. Can you name any of the other like three major characters? If you think of the do, do you know Fozzie Bear's voice? Do you know well, the too? thing is, I used to hear it in Spanish, so it makes no difference. Ah, okay. That's I the be, problem. I bet. Well, yeah, probably wouldn't be the same. Equality. So I can't think of. I can't think of any. It's not gonna be Yogi the Bear. Okay, so I will help you along. Going so Fozzie's a Muppet, and if you're gonna hire the same guy, and you want to save money on your production, he's probably gonna voice some of the other characters in the same. Kermit the Kermit. Kermit is a wonderful What else you got? You made the sound of one of them, but it's not Kermit. No, I don't tell me it's Piglet or Piggy. Miss Piggy. That's one of Ms. them. Piggy. Yes. Are you serious? Fozzie and Miss. You never thought Miss Piggy sounded a little masculine? She sounds a little masculine. She's, well, like she's a, also a pig, a piggy, so I assume there is more forte in her voice. Okay, okay. That's one. And I'm just going by pure deduction because I have absolutely, I can't. All right. Okay. So Another we have one. a bear. We have a pig. Let me give you a hint. It's not going to be the messy one that plays. Uh... No, no, we're, we're done. That was the, that was the only other like famous Muppet. There's. Oh, okay. You voiced uh, Sam the Eagle um, and Animal. Um, but Animal never speaks. He just kind of. That's the one that I was doing this. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. But the other two famous characters that he voiced, one's from Sesame Street and one's from Star Wars. What's the grumpy one? The trash guy. The one where in Africa he, he, he craves yams in Africa instead of... No, that's the cookie monster. Yes, that's not the... Oh, you're talking about... Um, Oscar? His name? Yeah, Oscar the Grouch. That's what it is. I'm going to go with that. Okay. 
No, I guess right. Monster. It was the Cookie Monster. I was trying to give you the answer. You mean Yam Monster? The Yam? Well, no, that's that one is in. Uh, was it Namibia? I think or something where their their character craves yams. Not to. That's in our food fact video, guys. If you want to check that out? That's one of the random food facts we had over there. There's uh, they replaced Cookie Monster in. I I don't don't quote me. It might be Nigeria actually, and uh, they replaced Cookie Monster because they're trying to. We think it's a dietary thing. So you don't want to teach kids to crave cookies, so you teach them to crave yams. But they're which they're monster. delicious and Is nutritious, and they don't taste like chicken. And the Star Wars character that Mr. Frank Oz voiced after doing Miss Piggy, the Cookie Monster animal, Sam the Eagle. His Star Wars character was was the guy who was in number three, the the weird one, the race one. He helped Prince Leia. Uh, what's his name? That's a they all have wonky names. With the big ears. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Jar Jar. You, you're voting for Jar Jar. Yeah. So when I told you that the voice sounded a lot like Kermit, you probably should have gone to Yoda. He was the <laughs> That would have made too much sense. Yes. So he did Yoda, Yoda. you say. Piggy, Cookie Monster, Animal, Sam the Eagle, and Fozzie the Bear. I'm sure you guys out there probably got uh, a couple of those. It'll be interesting to see. Sorry, guys. I know you guys I... other people too, but um, anything else you want to do, share, say? Nope. I, that was a fantastic thing. Oh, one thing is they used to believe that uh, bears used to gain substance by sucking their paws. Sucking oh, on their paws. It's like an elephant that sucks on its trunk to soothe itself. Like a, a no, no, no. This is gain itself. substance. Like sub Sustenance. Substance. Like food and nutrients? Sustenance? Sustenance. Yes, that's okay. the word. Okay. Okay. I read it wrong. Well, why would they ever need to eat anything then? They just sit there and suck on their paw all day and they're good. Yeah. Go figure it People out. Some weird stuff in the past. And then you hear these facts and you're like, I hope that's from the 1600s. And they're like... Up until 1979, people believe that you're like, oh God, were we that done that long? If you tie your elephant to a parking meter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Was that Florida? Guys, if you ever have an elephant in Florida and you tie it to a parking meter, you have to actually pay the meter. They're considered a vehicle yep. and you will yep. be cited if you do not put in the appropriate time for your yep. elephant. And it was specifically an elephant. It didn't say like if you tie your crocodile to the meter, you got to pay for that guy. Just the yep. elephant. All right, guys, hopefully you had a fantastic time. I know we always have a fantastic time doing this. Uh, next up is going to be, ooh, Snake Facts. Snake Facts is going to be fun. Um, and again, if you guys uh, caught us here, go check out Undiscovered Worlds. I think you'll like it. If you like this fact show, over there we do everything that's not animals. So, so far we've done food, human babies. Uh, I think we've got gravity coming up. Um, we did aliens. So if you liked this format and you enjoy learning some stuff or you just enjoy listening to me and Maria try to fight over the sound of Pepita, who is uh, <laughs> demanding her snacks, then uh, go check us out over there. And uh, guys, do us a favor. Please hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. Um, and hit the bell notification. So whenever we put out a new video, you will get an alert for it. And uh, thank you guys as always. We really appreciate it. We hope you had fun and we will see you guys next time.